It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. UCLA went to Tempe, Arizona, and we swept UCLA. She just want to lose. ACU, ASU just wants to sweep. I got so we excited. We just swept UCLA, moved to Tempe, Arizona. They just want to lose. They just want to lose. We just swept UCLA. I Welcome into the Sunday Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even a five-star review if you like the podcast or if you like We're heading back to L.A. We just swept UCLA. All we want to do is party. Right before the show, Shane's like, ooh, ooh, can I start the show with something? And I got so so excited. ASU just bodied. Yeah, that's that's how we get to start. (laughs) It's fantastic. I got to go back to L.A. We were supposed to have Doug, and instead we get this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So for anybody here, anybody listening... Um, expecting to have the Athletics' Doug Haller on the show. Unfortunately, there were some things that he had to take care of this morning, last second. Sometimes life happens, which is fine. He will be on the show um, Friday. Which is our, our Friday PM. fun day. So yes. that's, I'm sorry, Doug Haller. Yeah, Doug is, <laughs> yeah, he's going to have to be a part of it. it, it work, it's it's going to work out perfectly. It's going to work out perfectly. I really, I, Doug Hot and Hot or Not might be the most electric thing we've done yeah. to date. <laughs> it's going to definitely get out of hand. Uh, but that is for Friday. Holler or not. Holler, holler or not. Or, no, or holler not. We, get, we, holler we not. need a graphic change yeah. immediately <laughs> for Friday. Uh, but before we get to that, Smooth. down the line, uh, we've got a lot to talk about today throughout the week before we get to Doug joining us on Friday. And I want to start with some interesting, interesting things that popped up on social media. First of first of all is ASU's chances of winning the Pac-12 in football this year. Um, right now, the fourth best chances, according to a couple different outlets. Not, not the Pac-12 South, the Pac-12. No, the Pac-12, yeah. fourth Fucking best a. to win the conference, according to a couple different places. USC at number one, Oregon two, Utah three, and Arizona State at number four with the same odds as UCLA. So remember when I said the other day that the Pac-12 is wide open? That's kind of what I meant because it's just showing. I mean, like, like you think about it, who are you putting above ASU? Like, yeah, Washington's solid. Like, Washington State always has an offense, but I mean, no, like Arizona uh, is the bottom still. Oregon State, you don't care about. 
Utah, Oregon, and USC are the three teams that we talked about. Like yes. Oregon's going to be Oregon. USC is now stepping into the Lincoln Riley. Easily era. the favorite. Yeah, and then Utah is Cameron Rising. You so. But most the important f- thing is that Arizona is firmly in the bottom, yeah, as right. expected. Yeah, it's. I think I think the really tricky thing with trying to figure out how the Pac-12 is going to play out is just there's so much turnover when yeah. it comes to ASU. Like a lot of these guys we haven't seen in a Sun Devil uniform, uh, whether that be because they've transferred into the program or because they've been sitting guy sitting behind guys who have transferred yeah. out of the program. Yeah. Do you think what do you, what do you think was the biggest offseason move for ASU in terms of affecting their odds? <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if it was the guy well, that was you, on the thumbnail. Do you do you think it was? Do you think it was more the departure of Jane Daniels or the? It's 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 both. It's both oh. combined. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I to show that you're in fourth. I think with Jaden Daniels, you're still in fourth. I think they they see yeah, uh, yeah. at the quarterback position. I don't think really much has changed in terms of talent wise. Sorry, it just in both. So I think Emory's probably has a higher potential after what we saw last year. I mean, I loved Jaden and I loved the potential that he had. Had a great deep ball, but it just he started sputtering. And I don't know if it was to do with the system. I don't know if it was to do with his time here and how unhappy he was. Yeah. But now you're getting a fresh start, a fresh quarterback, an electric quarterback, a big quarterback, and and you're wiping everything clean. It's all exciting now. Yeah, I feel Woo. like if, if you had like a tracker of what their like what the, what their chances of winning were, it probably when it was Jaden, it was probably like right up. It here. would have looked like a heartbeat, and then it yeah it dropped down once it was a, a Borgay Tyson competition, and now that Jones is here, it's back up to mm-hmm. right where it probably would have been with Jaden. So where do you think they're at if Jones doesn't transfer in, and we're where we were early last week, and you're still looking at a Borgay Tyson co- quarterback competition? <laughs> I think they're probably below UCLA. Like I don't know if they, it's, it's drastic. They're probably in that Washington, Washington State range, maybe below them. I think they're below Washington, above Wazoo. Yeah, yeah that's what I would say. there. Well, mm, yeah, yeah. I guess they. I wouldn't be surprised if they had gotten put below Washington State. Uh, I, but I think, think it's right in that. Range. I just think with the the question at quarterback still, because you don't know how Murray's going to adjust to this offense yeah. and how this offense is going to adjust to him. I think question at quarterback is a good thing for ASU fans because it's uncertainty. Rather than having certainty and knowing that you're probably not going to have a great quarterback, now you know you could either it could either be a train wreck or it could be awesome, and that's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. I just want to feel something, Sun Devil fans. It's, I just want to feel something, like riding on Amtrak. Could be a train wreck. Could be a lot of fun. <laughs> God. Is Amtrak a lot of fun when it's at its peak, though? I love Amtrak. Riding on I'm a big fan so of fun. like the double decker ones. Oh, I just used to take trains a lot through yeah. like the New York Ooh, countryside. Look, I'm, from, I'm from New York. Maybe Not the, like that kind of New York. Let me go like to the bodega. No, no, no. Can I, was, I get it the Aki way? Okay. I'm from basically Ohio. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was going to go drive. I was taking the train through country, through snow. Did you see goats? No. I did see horses mm. sometimes. Mm. Shout out. I was going to say that. Ooh, uh, Mother's Day. Uh, there was a farmer's market happening outside of where we went to get uh, brunch. And there was just a baby goat stall. One of the was like honey and like normal things you'd see at a farmer's market. And then you could just tip them to pet a baby goat. Baby goats are electric. And the, the guy. your heart out, Michaela Perkins. The guy the guy looks at me and goes, she likes being picked up if you want to hold her. I'm like, I'm good. You don't, so, want, you don't want to hold the baby goat? I, I just feel like she doesn't actually like happening? being picked up. <laughs> Sometimes I swear to God I'm hammered and okay. you two are my last two brain cells just going back and forth. Well, hold on. Do you think he Emory was, Jones, do you baby think, goat. Do you think he was lying to me? That she, that she liked being held? How do you know that? 
baby goats are baby, very I mean, expressive could, personalities. Baby, I feel like a baby are goat's they? like any other yeah. animal. It'll tell you if it's not. Yeah, they've got expressive personalities. Mm, I think goats are more like stoic animals, and no, they're, they're just like. Have goats. you seen baby goats? Yeah, they. I mean, they yell. They but hop like, what are they the actually place? saying? Nobody think, knows what think, they're saying. That means I'm content at where the I am. The next right shit now. show should be at uh, goat, goat yoga. Park? Goat yoga. Goat Rather, yoga. I feel like I, that would trigger my allergies. Okay. I don't even. Okay. I just think. I just think that the people don't deserve to see me doing yoga. Totri wants to get back to football. I, so I do want to get back to football. <laughs> yeah. I really fuck baby goats. Whoa. That's where I'm Brother. at. That's, that's oh my where I'm god. At. No, you, we at. could have gone back oh to football god. and then you you, no. you spat oh out the name of baby no. goats. No, I know I know Mac oh. is with me on this. Again, people came here for Doug Holler and now they're getting baby toked. Baby, baby goat goats. Oh, I can't believe you take it back. No, I don't want to take it back. I don't want all farm animals. Oh, brother. <laughs> Pigs? Horses? Yeah. A baby. Have you seen a baby cow before? A cow. Adorable. Yeah. The calf. You guys good now? Only. No, it's fuck chickens. Otherwise. Yeah. yeah. I'm team hashtag fuck chickens. Except. Uh, this is eggs. an anti chicken Capone is here. He says we're in here. You're yeah. right. We are 100% in here. We are. We are. We are. I don't know where here is. We are mentally outside of a bar. I don't know. We, we outside. <laughs> Part of. Getting back to ASU football, uh, mm. part of the reason their odds may be where they're at is something we didn't get the chance to talk about because it happened um, at the end of the week was they got a new receiver. Yeah. That's been the the big complaint for Sunnyville fans after quarterback was now we don't have anybody to catch the ball outside of Elijah Badger. They do now. Got a transfer in Cam Johnson, the second Cam Johnson uh, now in Arizona, um, actually, there are probably more than just two Cam Johnsons in the state of Arizona. Told you but... taking his anger out for living in Indiana. Out on baby <sighs> baby goats. Goats. I will not stand for the baby goat slander. Thank you, Austin. Listen, yeah, guys. no, I'm not here for baby goat slander either. Well, we're done but, slandering baby goats, and we're talking about Cam Johnson. Well, we're not. We we're, 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 we're talking. Yeah, I was never slandering baby goats. Um, maybe <laughs> another. I just like calling young athletes baby goats because they're going to be. Well, anyway. I've literally never heard you say that. I literally, as of ten minutes ago. Okay, I was gonna say. So Emory Jones is a baby goat. Yeah, and maybe Cam Johnson is also he's a, a baby senior. Goat. Two, a baby we have goat. two baby goats now. Well, yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe okay. He's still in college. Well, for people who there. who don't know about Cam Johnson, Cam Johnson still got two years left of eligibility, transferring from Vanderbilt last season. Thirty-four catches, three hundred and twenty-seven yards, four touchdowns, um, nine point six yards a catch. Now his last three seasons at Vanderbilt. Nothing too crazy, but very consistent mm. where he's at, um, which is something I think ASU desperately needs on the perimeter. Uh, we obviously have seen the departure of Ricky Prasal, but a bunch of guys that just that just have question marks. I think this is going to be huge for ASU stability in terms of wide receivers. And LV, obviously. LV was at Oklahoma, I think, over the weekend. Um, so good on him. Hopefully he finds a good home because he's a talented guy I think can really make some noise. Um, getting into his later years in college. But, yeah, without those two guys, I mean, you really have question marks. Andre Johnson was, all, uh, like, consistently listed as wide receiver two yeah. last year, even though he didn't really catch many balls or play as many snaps as you'd expect a wide receiver two to do. Uh, and then, you know, you have your X factors like Elijah Badger and Chad Johnson Jr. Like, Chad Johnson Jr., by the way, huge supporter of Sun Devil softball. We'd love to see it. He's oh, always oh, tweeting about Farrington time. Uh, but yeah, you have a lot of question marks, and this definitely is a exclamation point. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to the thing I brought up with Paul Tyson, the thing I bring up with Emory Jones. It's a guy that's seen SEC competition and had 
a couple good games at, uh, against SEC competition. Yeah, yeah. His like, junior year, he had 110 yards or 114 yards on 10 catches against Mississippi State. Like 14 catches, 97 yards against Old Miss. Like he's, as a sophomore, after he only played four games in freshman year, so as a sophomore his first full year of action, he had 54 yards against LSU, which is defensive back U. Like yeah, that's well, not that's like. And then his his junior year, uh, to your point, the other day. Um, a forty-yard reception against number twenty LSU when they were prime with yeah. their Stingleys and all yeah. their secondaries. So. And just a uh, reminder, like he, yes, they're in the SEC, but he's at Vanderbilt doing these things. It's not yeah. like, with all due respect, Vanderbilt is not one of LSU. the worst teams, if not the worst, in the SEC. Yeah. So like for him to be able to do this and consistently be able to do it is what I think is super super notable um, for ASU fans. And it's the same thing that I brought up with Emory Jones, like. Yes, he's playing against SEC competition and doing these things, but like they've had to face the Alabamas, the LSUs, the Georgias. Now they get to come to the Pac-12, where clearly we see the chances of teams winning. Like the the competition outside of USC, like it really is an open conference. So I think these are guys like Emory Jones, Cam Johnson. They're like, okay, we can we can do something here now. And he has return experience. Yeah, and I know that's something that you've expressed. Shane, you've expressed slight, like the, the, the slight trouble or concern with ASU's returning. Oh, game. DJ Taylor only. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just don't like when you puke up a possession by dropping a punt. Yeah. When you puke a possession, puke up a possession. When you just throw the ball up. Yeah, but so barf it out. Um, oh I mean, this was For guys that, that were listed as as. Or this is a guy that was listed as like a. He was all preseason, all SEC. And like fourth team, but receiver and return, which is like it's fourth team, but also especially as a returner, where I'm a, in the SEC. It's like in the SEC, and a returner is probably only one on each team. Like that, that's that's like uh, you're getting decent talent. He was a four star recruit. Yeah, and again, like we had said the other day about Emory Jones, you don't just stumble your way into a four star no, yeah. rating ranking. Like, I'm I'm a lot more comfortable. Like I know it's only one edition, but I'm a lot more comfortable with ASU's wideouts with Cam with. Cam Johnson coming to Tempe. It's so weird calling him Cam Johnson. He it's also so weird. <laughs> he also completed a pass for twenty five yards last year. So dual threat, dual threat. If Emory Jones doesn't work out, we have our backup. <laughs> We're going straight to Cam Johnson. Just yeah. saying, screw the other guys. No, that was that's what I love about like high school football is when you have one guy that's just like just clearly better at everything than everyone else, and it's like, oh, our quarterbacks hurt. hurt. Our starting wide receivers now our quarterback. We're just going to run read option all day. Like I, I. High school football is electric, but um, it's yeah, like you said, it is nice to just have somebody that is like someone that we know is going to get touches, is going to yeah. get snaps at wide receiver. Like mm -hmm. we have now another guy who is actually experienced, actually talented. Yeah, our guy Jacob no asking, what guys. do you think ASU does next transfer wise? I think they're done personally in terms of like they've got their stars now. They've got their key pieces. Uh, <laughs> stars. stars. This is what they're going to do for stars, but. I think outside of this, if if there is anything else, maybe pick up one more wide out, maybe another defensive back, but nothing. I think they're actively seeking. I don't think they're going to stop until there's yeah. literally nobody left. I, you have to fill a lot of scholarship spots. Like, yeah. uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they pick up one, two, maybe even three more and a couple of those be receiver. Because uh, as we mentioned, guys, like, you don't have anybody that's contributed in the receiving game last year, aside from Andre Johnson. Let's go get Bro Bro from Pitt. What's his name? The, the Blitnikoff winner? That's in the transfer market. Oh yeah. Um, 
I'm sure he definitely wants to play with Emory Jones. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> after winning the Blitnikoff and the ACC. They, Great they pronunciation, won the ACC. by the way. Blitnikoff? Yeah. Thank you. Sean's first team all pronunciation. It's what I do, I guess. Um, <laughs> Pitt won the ACC last year, right? You know, you're throwing things at me that I just Yeah, I believe they did. I guess that's more of a Tochi question. He has a little more yeah, ACC experience. Yeah, I believe experience. they did win the ACC. Um, so... But the ACC was why. Hey, open. why not us? And why not us? The answer, um, because we're not Pitt. I don't know. It's true. <laughs> there are, unless I'm mistaken, there, one of Notre Dame's running backs also uh, entered the transfer portal as of a couple days ago, Sebo Flemister. Um, big Sebo Flemister? Sebo Flemister. What a name. Dude, oh, that sounds like something God. I created on Madden. <laughs> no, that is too, that's too out there to be created on uh, Madden. Look at my save files, buddy. <laughs> I, I mean, that would be... Where? And I'll files? show you my save files. Okay. Um, no, I'm, never mind. I'm not... But would you would you be opposed to... I know we've talked about Daniel and God and, and Xavier Valade as the one-two. Um, like, w- if you're ASU, do you look at potentially another running back just because you need more skill guys? I don't think you, nec- you really need a running back. I don't think you... But does it ever hurt to have another skill guy? Is what I'm saying. Like you've got, like uh, like Shane said, you've got these roster spots. Like if you've got a guy coming from Notre Dame or any other talented school, are you really going to turn him away, depending on position? No, but I don't think it's going to be like unless they approach you and are like, "I want to come to your school." Which again, Notre Dame played in the Fiesta Bowl last year. He got to come to Tempe. He got. Yeah, I guess if that happens, and you're not, you're not being like, "No, thank you." But I don't think it's something you're actively seeking, like. You have a, a somewhat you have a pretty full running back room at this. Oh point. yeah, wasn't the ACC championship the fake slide game? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, they did win that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, uh, that just. But yeah, no, no, I don't think you need another running back. You have you have two guys that you well, I mean, you have an experienced guy in Xavier Valade. You have Ngata, who's supposed to be next. You have Tevin White, who's a young guy that's supposed to the, potentially the future. I don't think you need you're going out of your way to find no. another running back. No, I think you fill the need of receiver and yeah. maybe try to patch up that secondary a little bit. But no, I'm not gonna. I was gonna say, but well, from all we've heard, the secondary is great. But I don't believe anything anymore <laughs> because the person that told us that also said he was staying. He's like, yeah, it's good. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't think he ever said he was staying. That's fair. But yeah, it's, we never asked him explicitly. But he, he said, yeah, he was excited about. He the never future. lied to us. He never really unless lied. Unless the us. secondary is gone. Should we just ask from now on? Like first hey, question. Are you, yeah. on, are you planning on leaving? Are you Are you gonna leave? Please be honest. Harbin broke too many times. I don't know what to believe. Harbin. Okay. Okay. Harbin broke so many times. Don't, don't know, know what, what to believe. Wow, that was actually. You guys have gotten so much better at harmonizing. Arrow just said it's my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> I wear my heart on my no, sleeve. you missed it. Eric Jr. said it's my fault. It's my fault. He's going to USC. Oh. Well, no, he didn't blame me. It's not my fault he's going to USC. Well, he just said it's my fault for believing. Well, look. Mm. We've talked about Cam Johnson and. Believing to stay in Tempe. We're going to get the chance to talk to Cam Johnson um, and see why he decided to come to Arizona State. He will be on the show at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. <laughs> 1 p.m. <laughs> Central Time. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so we'll get the chance to ask him why he decided to come to come to Tempe. You mm. guys can ask him if after, you know, just a couple days of being here, if he's going to leave. Um, <laughs> Good. And what he thinks about Emory Jones, because obviously that had to have played a role 
Yeah, I mean, that's another thing conference. I didn't even think about. They, they were in the same conference. This they probably, guy, they, they, they played they, last year. They, yeah. they pro- were probably in contact. Yeah, that, that is a, that's not something I thought about. Florida kicked the shit out of him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm really interested to hear kind of in his discussions with coaches what they've told him his role is going to be. If he's going to get a um, return, like a chance to be the returner, um, if he's going to be the, the number one guy. like I'm I think just, he's got to be either the one or the two. Yeah, I mean, so do I, but I'm just, I'm curious to see what kind of what those conversations were like. And yeah, if he's had conversations with Emory Jones, because that's something speaking, I was getting really Speaking of Emory Jones, um, Toji wrote, wrote a great article on gophnx.com that you can read if you remember. Yeah. Um, outlining, like, all of his interceptions that he threw. Yeah. yeah, I went back and watched. So he threw, we know he threw 13 last yeah. year and one the year before. Literally sat down, watched every single one of his interceptions, um, and just kind of dissected what caused it. If he really is as turnover prone as people mm-hmm. seem to think he is, um, the biggest takeaway from that was a lot of them weren't necessarily things that aren't uncorrectable. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of things where he just didn't step into his throws and he'd lose power on it, or there were a couple times where he just didn't see the underneath defender. Uh, you so, know what really stuck out to me in that article? The score of the Florida and Alabama game. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. 31-29 to 29 they lost. It was close. Yeah. Emory Jones ran for 76 yards on 19 carries. No, they, they, Emory Jones is a guy that's shown against, against the best defenses in college football that he can have really big games. Yeah. 100%. Did it against Tennessee. Did it against Alabama. Like He's a legit... Loto Tone Capone brings up a good uh, good point. Last three quarterbacks have now worn number five. It's still J five season. EJ five. EJ five. That sounds like a robot. Yeah. EJ five. What does yeah. what does EJ five do? Throw bombs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a it's a militarized weapon. Yeah. Mm. Like Sid Sanders, made missiles. by the same company. EJ five. Now I don't know about that. Is he going to get his own, his own vanilla? E five sounds, sounds like a jet. Yeah. I'm here for E5. I don't know about EJ5. Yeah, I like E5 better. Hopefully we can get him on the show and we can ask him. Also, or we can just ask what Cam Johnson likes more. EJ, hearing the letters EJ next to each other give me trauma. EJ Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. Well, we've talked a little bit about ASU's chances to win the Pac-12. Uh, you can't bet on that quite yet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but what you can bet on is the NBA playoffs this week. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. And right now, all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. I know the Bucks and Celtics are back in action tonight. The Grizzlies and Warriors are as well. I'm not sure. Any news on Jaws? Jaws playing tonight? No, he's no. not playing. Um, from all I've seen, the line is 10 points for the Warriors. I'm eating those 10 points if I'm a Grizzlies fan. I'm loving that line. I'm all over it. The Grizzlies played fantastic without John Moran in the regular season. I know the Warriors are a different beast, but come on. Ten points in the playoffs? Yeah, that's a lot. That's what I thought. Well, that's what I thought about the seven points the other night and lost by 30. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that was also, again, it's the thing where you lose your superstar mid-game. You kind of... Bleh. Yeah. I mean, they, they lost John in like the fourth quarter. Yeah. So, it, I think it's still it, gonna the be, game was out of hand. It'll be tight in the first half. I don't know how well, long. Well, but now the, the biggest thing is the Grizzlies are desperate. I was talking yeah. about this on bets. The more desperate team is the one that plays better. And Dylan Brooks is back as well. They were without That's Dylan. huge. They were without Dylan Time Brooks. Time to body check someone. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe Dylan Brooks <laughs> will grab somebody's knee. D- Dylan Brooks will dive into Jordan Poole. <laughs> There's a lot is that available on draft games. I, I, there might be. <laughs> Tackles, Jordan Poole. Tackles. TFLs. 
<laughs> That'd be awesome. Go check it out. Again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX and bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. A minimum of a $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. Sean? We just sweeped UCLA. They didn't sweep UCLA. Yeah, we just beat UCLA. There you go, two to one. Um, they Why did you look at me and say Sean? Well, oh, well, he spoke after I was looking at you. He wanted you to start. I the was, segment, yeah, I wanted and you I to rudely interrupted. Yeah, it's okay though. Everyone's good. We're all good. We okay. just beat UCLA. Okay. Oh, God damn, that's gonna be second. It's, second it's good. Not even an actual <laughs> song. We made up lyrics that Shane created. Just yes. Sweat. So if you missed it, ASU just softball sweat, had a phenomenal weekend. We just uh, beat the number Utah four Utah. team in the country in UCLA, <laughs> two to one. Most notably, that game on Sunday, and there wasn't a. I, I couldn't think of a better way to cap off a series than with what happened on Sunday. If you missed it, got a phenomenal replay. is gone! Emily Cazares, the three-run home run, and Arizona State beats UCLA in game three, six to three! And unidentified aircraft has entered the airspace. Dude, it's it, an Emily Cazares beyond what was hit harder, Tony Ferguson's face or that uh, softball? Tony didn't deserve that. Oh, uh, did he? Did he not? Utah, did he or not? UCLA deserved that, though. Yeah, they did deserve that. Also, great call, by the way. Yeah, I, I fucking love a great call on a walk off. But um, Lockheed has got to be nervous. If you don't know Lockheed, they're a military contractor. They make missiles. They're worried about that or your noises. They're worried about maybe both. Uh, um, yeah, if you're Raycon as well, yeah. I would I would watch out. There's, there, there, there's... ASU is creating missiles at a more effective and higher rate than military contractors mm-hmm. right now. Um, that was fucking electric. Over under on missile noises now on the show. I feel set like... the over and I'll, I will go out of my way to, to hit it. <laughs> uh, Doosh. Doosh. That's what they sound like. Anti-aircraft okay. missile, uh, um, but yeah, they got it done. Yeah, I, I'd like we we talked a little bit about ASU struggles over the course of the last few years, really against UCLA. I think they were what one in fifteen. Yeah, um, but what dating back say? to twenty sixteen, and they just doubled it. That shit don't mean nothing. This is a different team. Both sides are different. They're different teams than they've been historically. Really sad that they lost on bingo night. <laughs> But they got maybe they got all their winning out <laughs> beforehand yeah. on the bingo. Yeah. You looked didn't have any. genuinely disappointed there. Yeah. Well, I, I'm really just sad that they lost the game because it's something they like could have wrapped up. Would have been. Mm, but like, I don't know. This just shows they, they're the best team. Like prior to this, like I had been hesitant to say that they were the best team in the or, wow the ACC in the Pac-12 because yeah. they hadn't played UCLA yet. They show that they're the best team in the yep. Pac-12. Um, I am excited to see what the, the rankings are. Um, because they gotta be U- a top, UCLA was four. They got to be a top. They, they moved up. They moved up. UCLA, I think, dropped to eight. I want to say, and they're up to five or four. ASU, yeah. So um, top five is what I'm gonna say. You know who else is the best? Lindsey Lopez is the best pitcher in the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, seven innings pitched, no walks, three runs, all of them earned, only one strikeout. But this is the number that stands out to me: eleven groundouts. She was pitching 
to get you out. She yeah. wasn't pitching to strike you out. She was pitching so you couldn't hit anything on her. Um, only didn't walk a single person, hit one person. But as compare those numbers to um, both uh, UCLA pitchers, they only forced four ground outs. She forced eleven. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Interesting when you look at the one loss, like it was an uncharacteristically bad performance from Marissa Schultz. Like. Yeah, and there's no reason to expect that like if they played that game ten times, that that would happen. Yeah, one other time. Um, so they'll see this team again. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So um, I, 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 this just rem- this has to remove basically any doubt that you have in this team as far as the, at least the conference is concerned. Um, and makes me feel way better about the bet that I placed a few weeks ago about them winning mm-hmm. the College World Series. That's going to be a nice little payday. Yeah, those when ASU wins the Pac-12, those odds are going to be nowhere near what. You got them at, and you're going to look like a genius. Yeah. Uh, shout out Bella Loomis. Senior night. Uh, a, th- a three RBI uh, right after they hadn't scored in the, the whole game in the sixth inning. Uh, nice double. Uh, as I said, on senior night, been a big part of this team for a while. A silent assassin, they call her. Um, and then in the next inning, obviously, saw a home run. But just that must have felt so good um, after – not scoring for five innings. If you're Lindsay Lopez, like, please, for the love of God, give me this win. It yeah. would have been really easy for them, I feel like, to just kind of like feel like they were out of it going into the sixth, down three to nothing for against, sure. you know, a top five team in the country. Not only did they keep their head up, they turned around and won the game. Mm-hmm. And going into, you know, just splitting or not splitting, but losing that series versus winning that series, like, if they would have lost, you'd been like, okay, UCLA is a top team. We knew it was gonna be tough, but like winning that first game on Friday, they obviously had that uncharacteristic game that you mentioned on Saturday, and then to come back from behind against a top four team in UCLA and win—that just that is the momentum they need to finish out the season. Really, they got this yeah. last series against Washington, which you know it, they they shouldn't look past Washington. Washington, in terms of conference record, is the third best team behind UCLA. Um, so it, it's no team to sleep on, but if they are able to do what they need to do and win that series, they wrapped up the Pac-12. Like again, I still feel like this team is just as good as the the Giants. Yeah, and, and Jacob makes a great point. Trisha Ford is definitely Pac-12 Coach of the Year. Yeah. Oh yeah, ASU is projected to finish fifth behind UCLA, Oregon, Washington, and dot 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 Arizona. Go fuck yourself, Arizona. Uh, <laughs> Hold on now. What, what's the what's the stupid Wildcats name? Not Wilbur, but the Wilma. Wilma. Yeah, fuck Wilma and Wilbur's relationship. It's fraudulent. They don't actually like each other. It's yeah. all for show. It was staged. It was a forced marriage. Um, Shotgun wedding. <laughs> fuck the Wildcats. Um, Watch yourself. Nah, I'm not. I can mute your mic at any time. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but shout out Coach Ford. Like this is like we have said over and over again. Like we we've if the Pac-12 isn't going to give her her flowers, we damn sure will. Like yeah. mm-hmm. this this is starts because of her. Like, she's the best she's coach. Where this starts in the Pac-12, um, easy. Yeah, I mean she because not only is she the coach of the best team in the Pac-12, she's the coach of the. I don't want to say overachieving, but like compared to the expectations, it is, it is overachieving. The, the most overachieving yeah. team in the Pac-12. For sure. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Also, I want to say fuck UCLA for being cowards and walking Sid Sanders. Um, I think they hit her. No, they intentionally walked her. Oh, really? Yeah, they intentionally wow. walked Sid Sanders. They hit her early in the game. Yeah, they did. Um, but yeah, they... Oh, they, yeah, you are talking about before. Uh, the, yeah, on the... Home and the, 
bottom Weird center. call to do that. Very strange. Well, I mean, is, like, is I understand, but like, because like they they could only get they can only the game was tied, so if they gave up one run, then they lose. So like I said, the way that Sid, oh yeah, I was thinking they were down three, but that uh, yeah no that's the way what, that that's what Loomis hit that yeah never mind yeah the way that Sid had been had been has been hitting yeah. recently you yeah. yeah I don't blame them for walking her but also coward um yeah. oh I found Jacob says I found a video where you guys made in Vegas where you talked to U of A fans behind enemy lines I'm assuming uh, one fan said they were better at softball U of A is yeah, tied for last okay. so that's another crazy thing want to talk about the most overachieving the most underachieving yeah. team in the the Pac-12 um is U of A yeah a couple of um, weeks ago I'm pretty sure you got the when you made the ASU bet, yeah, Arizona, Arizona had, had higher odds. They had higher odds to win the College World Series than ASU. That's absolutely, <laughs> that's absolutely <laughs> wide. But softball wasn't the only ball and bat team to win a series this weekend. The, Go back to er, Salt Lake, er, you losers. Er, er, <laughs> fuck the state of Utah. Er, <laughs> hate you Once all. a week. <laughs> this is an anti. This is. Not, I was gonna say this is an anti-Utah podcast. This is an anti-Utah network. No, this is an anti-Utah person. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if you're not anti Utah, you should be. Um, that's what's up with this. <laughs> Do you have a like a hatred? A why? Yes. Why? Because they're lame. That's it. Yeah, have something open past eight p.m. Um, <laughs> they, they, this was like a dominant performance from ASU baseball. Yeah, dominant. Um, Jacob Tobias went crazy. He had two five RBI games in the series. Um, he, Nate Bias had eight RBIs. Like they went. A crazy. Yeah, that Friday game was just embarrassing. Yeah. Nineteen to seven, ASU scored in every run except or they every won inning. Thirty-eight to sixteen, except the first. The series. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on now. Just come so. On now. But does this? I don't know, man. The team is weird. Okay, that's yeah. all. I know. That's what I'm like. I want to have, but like, we want to have faith in this team that because look what they can do when they're on. Yeah, I mean Utah. Utah Didn't is. You say, a, and I quote before the show: "Utah is ass." Yeah, but does it doesn't really matter? Utah is above five hundred. Yeah. I mean, these wins always ten these, and fourteen. These, in the Pac twelve. These but. series wins well, are always so big. Tomorrow's game is are huge. You get GCU again. They gotta win. Yeah, man. they have to win. They this gotta is, win. I, I feel pretty confident in saying that as, as there's still questions around this team. They're inconsistent. They're a significantly better team than they were the first time they played GCU. Yeah. Um. So. I feel better about their chances, um, but it was nice to see that ASU didn't have any of like those big innings that they tend or like Utah didn't innings. have any of the big innings that ASU has a propensity to give up. Yeah, like they they didn't score more than three runs in a single inning at any point. And I think it was if I remember correctly, each game they had one inning where they gave up three runs. Or, or no, sorry, the first game they gave up four runs in the fifth. Um, but still, they didn't like the wheels never came off. They they never like took their foot off the gas. They. Went crazy, like it, it was. That was just a really reassuring win. They were against a team that they were supposed to beat, and they dominated them. Um, What's the equivalent of this team? Like, give me an analogy so people that haven't watched ASU baseball but they've only heard us talk about them can get an understanding of what this team is. It's like you know those pictures you see on Twitter where it's like, "Bro, look at what my my bro did to my room," and then you look at the picture and it's just like all distorted. You can't tell what's going on in the picture. You seen those? Uh-uh. Oh, they're great. I'll, I'll pull one up. Shane is on a very different side of social media than I think. I'm, I, I'm sure. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, a lot of people know what I'm talking about. It, the, these things go like crazy viral. Anyway, they're like a picture that you look at. You're like, what? No, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, what is that? Tell. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's fair. That's fair. But you enjoy it. I thought you were looking for more like a, an analogy to like another team or something like that. Um, I was gonna say it's kind of like the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're like they're they're just you don't really know what they are. There's a chance that any given day their pitching is just going to disappear, or their at least their bullpen is going to disappear. Yes. Oh yes, those pictures drive me crazy. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Exactly. <laughs> That's, um, but <laughs> like nothing in the in the in the picture is recognizable at all. Okay, so a little in <laughs> a little insight from Mac. Talk to talk to the Utah parent on Sunday's game. They are dealing with a ton of injuries, and their coach keeps rolling out the hurt players. ASU played very well, but be cautious. Yeah, I mean, I'm not by any means like being like this is a Pac-12 Pac-12 championship. No, no, no. Here no, they no. come. Um, but this like. For the partially that reason, they're they're playing a team that's not full strength, and it's a team that they're supposed to be, and they did so handedly. Yeah, like that is what they need to do in these situations, and yeah. that is comforting. Personally, I don't care if if like a team's got her players dealing with whatever. Like a win's a win. Yeah, this is Division One baseball. Uh, you should have enough guys on the roster to get the job done. ASU clearly got the win. In my book, a win is a win. There's no asterisks next to it. Oh, Utah had. You know, I mean, X amount of players hurt or whatever. Yeah, a win's a win. I think it's important to to maintain the context. Like, like this would be different. Like, if if this was, it, see, I don't think it is because if 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 this was like ASU softball winning against UCLA the way they did, and then we, you know, UCLA had a bunch of people hurt. Like, that's that's a series that has got so much meaning in terms of like postseason stuff versus ASU baseball, where we could be like, eh, they just really needed a series win. And they got it. Yeah, I mean, no, I agree. That if a win's a win. It's a, it's important for the team, regardless. But I mean, I think it's still important to maintain the context of. I think this is this is the biggest thing you can take out of the season is it's it's not completely discouraging for Mister Willie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I. I think it shows that this team has potential once they get deeper, as Max said. Yeah, I I think you got to keep reminding yourself that this is his first season. Give him more time to recruit because that's one thing. Like you think about. Well, this is a guy is a legend in his own right. Like his ability to recruit once he keeps doing it for a few years is probably gonna it's probably gonna be pretty impa- impactful. Yeah, is it um, though? Because we've seen the whole ASU experiment with let me hire let's hire legends. Yeah, but, uh, but Herm is not an ASU legend. Like Willie can, can live and breathe Arizona baseball. I, I don't think it matters. I think it can. I think to some extent, one hundred percent does. Yeah, this is because like Herm is just a guy that's like. Oh, but he's, he's not. He's an NFL legend. Yeah, he is. But he's not an ASU legend. He didn't play for Arizona State and then play for the Cardinals. Like he, he Willie is Arizona so baseball got a, through. Herm's and through. got a weird stigma. He's a failed NFL coach. Yeah, Willie isn't a failed anything. He was a solid ball player that played ball at ASU. I mean, Herm played in the NFL. Yeah, but he was a failed coach. Yeah, he's coming here to coach. Willie, he's not coming Willie, here to fucking play football. This is Willie's, Willie's first, first never, yeah, foray. Yeah, and also, so he doesn't have that bad stigma. It's, it's, it's different when you're. Coaching and recruiting for a school that is historically one of the greatest baseball programs in the country, as opposed to trying to out recruit some of the most historic football programs in the country when you are not that. Yeah, and like as he's, Chris says, Willie has wanted this job yeah. since he left ASU for pro. Like this is a guy that that isn't going to let the opportunity slip through his fingers. Yeah, like he he wants this more than anybody. Like it, Herm obviously cares about ASU, but if, 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 before he got to ASU, he didn't give a shit about ASU. Willie has lived and breathed ASU baseball for yeah. the majority of his life. Yeah. So, like, I, I think that, and to a certain extent, 
parents and, and kids that are getting recruited are going to be able to notice that sincerity and what that means to him. And that will translate, hopefully, in the recruiting path. So I, th- I definitely think it matters. It's not going to be the end-all, be-all. Like, just because he is an ASU legend doesn't mean all of a sudden the greatest players in the country are going to just start coming here. But I think it, it definitely can translate to at least giving ASU a shot at some of the biggest recruits. In yeah, the I think this helps in the fact of you, you bring up recruiting, and that's such a big part of all college sports mm-hmm. nowadays, especially. Um it's one thing to be a legend for ASU to finish the season, hopefully at 500 or close to it, I think is going to be massive because it's one thing for Willie to be a legend here and the team just perform horribly, go well below 500, getting swept by GCU, getting blown out here, there, like just being able to maintain mm. their record at this point when you go and make those, you know, those pitches in terms of recruiting. I think that is going to be huge going forward. And and you've brought it up multiple times that these aren't Willie's guys. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see where this program is in a few years down the line. Hopefully we can talk about them the way we talk about ASU softball in a couple of years. Would be nice. Do you think the baseball team finishes 500 or better? Seven games left, two games below 500. Can be close. Who do they have left? They have GCU. What UCLA, is it? Right? I thought it was Oregon and, and Washington State. They have oh. GCU game and then uh, three games against Oregon in in Phoenix and Tempe, and then three games at Washington State. I think if I had to if I had to make a prediction, I think they probably fall like one or two games below five hundred. Washington State is the second to last team in the Pac twelve right now. Oregon is. Just above, they're a game above ASU in the Pac-12. Um, so the Oregon one is going to be pretty telling. That's like a team that's supposed to be on equal playing field. Yeah. Washington State is a team. I think that they can do exactly what they just did against Utah. It's a team they could sweep. GCU game is going to be interesting. Um, I think they finish above 500. I, I I see them. I could see them sweeping Washington State, taking two on on Oregon, and then hopefully beating GCU. Yeah, still a lot of baseball to be played. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So it should it should be interesting. Uh, but as you can see, we talk ASU baseball, ASU softball. Um, we've talked lacrosse in the past, football, basketball. Literally, I feel like we're the only ASU podcast that really talks about all of these various sports. And if there's another one, they don't do it as well as us. Exactly. Or not at least as with as much fun as we do it. They definitely don't talk about baby goats and farm animals. Yeah. Um, so if you enjoy, <laughs> true. If you enjoy the content that we provide here yeah, at like GoPHNX, head to what? our website, gophnx.com. Like Become a member of the family because when you do, you're going to get either a free t-shirt from the locker or your first month for 50 cents just for signing up. Shane brought up the piece that I wrote about Emory Jones that was published on the website today. Definitely encourage you guys um, to go read that if you want to get a better look into what makes Emory Jones, Emory Jones... Spider-Man? Yeah, we're Spider-Man memeing. No, I was just... Nice. Okay. The comment. Uh, The Coyotes have a big, big week ahead of them. Leah, what's going on with uh, PHNX Coyotes this week? Well, the draft lottery is tomorrow, which is literally the moment we've been waiting for since before the season began. (laughs) Since before PHNX. Yeah, literally. (laughs) So PHNX Coyotes will be live alongside the draft lottery. So tune in on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel at 3.30 Arizona time. We'll be live alongside the draft lottery preparing everyone and then reacting to whatever pick. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to choke at the Coyotes again. So Hopefully that ping pong ball doesn't choke. It yeah. will, just historically, it will. Yeah. We, we, They'll draft in Montreal with Montreal having the best odds. Yeah, I'm um, not saying there's a Tough. conspiracy, but whenever a Canadian team needs the first overall pick, they get it. So we talked Edmonton, about that. 
yeah, like they had to change the rules because of Edmonton. So we talked about all of this on our podcast this morning. So if you need a primer for the draft lottery tomorrow, go follow Page Next Coyotes wherever you get your podcast and listen to that one. Yes, and the Suns. They also got a bounce-back game on Tuesday. So obviously, PHNX Suns will have a lot going on tomorrow. The Cardinals always got some good stuff. And then we will be live, like we said, on Wednesday with Cam Johnson. Doug Haller going to be joining us on Friday. So again, head to gophnx.com, become a member of the family, because when you do, either a free T-shirt from that locker or your first month for 50 cents just for signing up. And Chris, go judge my writing. I mm. double dog dare you. <laughs> uh, boys, before we get out of here, uh, XFL holding tryouts Dude. at ASU. First off, in general, juice for the XFL. It is the most fo- fun form of football. Like the, the most, whoa, whoa, okay, whoa, the football, with the exception of the football, I should say. Like the football, not great. Not great. But the fact that they, they'll have a quarterback throw an interception and then immediately have an, a sideline interview with him, that is electric. <laughs> uh, plus the rock is involved. Yeah. How can you not enjoy the rock? But um, anything that is having open tryouts, like Arizona football last year, for example, is not going to be good football. No, not at all. <laughs> I'm excited, though. Are we going to try out? I think we have to. Yeah, I wouldn't like. I would the team. Great slot receiver. I can see you being a little either a slot receiver or a like a slot like, corner. That that's about all I could size wise do. Yeah, I could be a kicker. You could be a, a. I feel like kickers are kind of big sometimes. You could be a a, a kick returner. I'd get fucking slaughtered. You yeah, just, he would just, I can I can feel I can see you being shifty. I can be shifty, but yeah, Darren Sproles ask running. Yeah, back. but I don't. I I'm fine at wideout. But like when I've got to spend a couple seconds waiting for the ball just to come, just catch every time. Yeah, but then then what the fuck's the point of me being there? Cut reliable hands. Yeah, I'm gonna do my best, guys. All state. I'll do my best. All state. You're in good hands. Shane, what position are you trying out for? Uh, God, how does he do this with this fucking awful mic? Uh, Toji, you want to change the camera shot? <laughs> Perfect, yeah. yeah. And punch it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit that way. A little bit towards Sean. For the audio listeners, Totri has up and left. Yep. Um, is now, Perfect. Is now He's now the working camera. the camera. And then, you know, the logo. Okay, that's fine. We'll just work with this for now. I think I would be... I want to do, I want, I want to do something where I'm like completely like... I want to be mischievous and uh, misdirectional. Like I want to be like borderline. Like, is this good for the game? Like, I want to be able to. You know, you know those plays like that Kansas guy that lays in the end zone. Yes. And you can't see him. I want to do a lot of stuff like that. So whatever that entails. So a kick return. No, like I, I want to do it on offense though. Like, like a tight end that just like falls okay. over and then someone jumps over me and then I'm wide open. I want to be like I would love to be a defensive end. Someone that doesn't have to get hit. Yeah. Just like, like if I was fast move. enough to play safety, that's like my dream position. But yeah. I'm just not, and I'm, I'm I can't hit hard. I can't really do much. I'm not good at much. I played safety when I played football in middle school, but that's because no one throws the football in middle school. So like that was the one place mm. you get me out of the way. I was supposed to start at receiver. Final game of eighth grade. Game got rained out. Mm. Well, it's been a pleasure as <laughs> always. You can follow me on Twitter at Shane D. If you can follow Totri on Twitter at Anthony underscore Totri. Sean, where can they follow you? You can follow me at Sean underscore to pause. Sacking the quarterback as always. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. As we said, back with an audio tomorrow. And then we got Mr. Cameron Johnson on Wednesday at 11 a.m., 1 p.m. Central Time. Yes. Uh, it's going to be a good time. So don't miss out. Follow the YouTube channel. Subscribe so you don't miss out on anything. And watch the Coyote Show tomorrow. It's going to be a good one. 
Um, I don't have a sign off on the show usually. Uh, so go check out Bets, where you can see Peace, Love, and PRA.